Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. This is Ms. McMillan. Today, we're going to be picking up again in Secrets of Enoch. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you the praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Lord, for this time with you and time with your word. We thank you, Almighty God, for all that you do for us. And we ask, Lord, that you be with us in this word today and guide us and help us to understand everything in this word and utilize it in our lives daily, each and every day, and to be a beacon of light to others through the word that you teach us, Father. Thank you, Almighty God, for this word. Thank you, Lord, for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, everyone, we're going to start in Secrets of Enoch, chapter 66. And now, my children, keep your souls from all injustice, such as the Lord hates. Walk before his face with terror and trembling and serve him alone. <clears throat> Bow down to the true God and not to dumb idols, but bow down to his pitcher and bring all just offerings before the Lord's face. The Lord hates what is unjust. For the Lord sees all things. When man takes thought in his heart, then he counsels that intellects and every thought is always before the Lord, who made firm the earth and put all creatures on it. If you look to heaven, the Lord is there. If you take thought of the seas deep and all the under earth, the Lord is there. For the Lord created all things. Bow down, bow not down to things made by man leaving the Lord of all creation, because no work can remain hidden before the Lord's face. Uh, let's let's reread that so everybody gets that in there. Noah, it says, For the Lord created all things. Bow not, bow not, in O-T, down to things made by man. Okay? <laughs> Um, uh, that's really, should say boom, pop, wow, right? Um, made by man, leaving the Lord of our creation, because no work can remain hidden before the Lord's face. So the Lord will see it if you do. Walk my children, in long-suffering, in meekness, honesty, and provocation. You know, people don't want to hear about long-suffering. When you say suffering, they're like, ah, I got tired for that. Ah, I'm not going to be suffering for nobody and nothing. Well, guess what? I guess you won't be going to see the Lord because this is one of the things he says. If you're following him, you're going to suffer some. Okay. So, get yourself used to it. All right, let's move on. 
Walk my children in long-suffering, in meekness, honesty, in provocation, in grief, in faith, and in truth, in reliance on promises, in illness, in abuse, in wounds, in temptations, in nakedness, in uh, provocation, loving one another till you go out from this age of ills that you become inheritors of endless time. Blessed are the just who shall escape the great judgment, for they shall shine forth more than the sun sevenfold, for in this world the seventh part is taken off from all. Light, darkness, food, enjoyment, sorrow, paradise, torture, fire, frost, and other things. He put all down in writing that you might read and understand. Let's read that again so we really understand. Blessed are the just who shall escape the great judgment, for they shall shine forth more than the sun sevenfold. For in this world, the seventh part is taken off from all light, darkness, food, enjoyment, sorrow, paradise, torture, fire, frost, and other things. He puts all down in writing that you might read and understand. Okay. Now we're going to move on to chapter 67. When Enoch had talked to the people, the Lord sent out darkness onto the earth. And there was darkness, and it covered those men standing with Enoch. And they took Enoch up onto the highest heaven where the Lord is. And he received him and placed him before his face. And the darkness went off from the earth, and light came again. And the people saw and understood not how Enoch had been taken, and glorified God, and found a role in which was traced traced the invisible God, and all went to their homes." So this is how Enoch went up to heaven, okay? Uh, the darkness. Um, it says, Enoch had talked to the people. The Lord sent out darkness on the earth, and there was darkness, and it covered those men standing with Enoch. And they took Enoch up on the highest heaven where the Lord is, and he received him and placed him before his face. And the darkness went off from the earth, and the light came again. So he was taken up in darkness. Okay, let's move on to 68. Enoch was born on the sixth day of the month Tisbon and lived 365 years. He was taken up to heaven on the first day of the month, Tisvan, and remained in heaven 60 days. He wrote all these signs of all creation, which the Lord created, and wrote the 
366 books and handed them over to his sons and remained on earth 30 days and was again taken up to heaven on the sixth day of the month Zizvan, on the year, on the very day and hour when he was born. As every man's nature in his life is dark, so are also his conception, birth, and departure from this life. At what hour he was conceived, at that hour he was born, and at that hour, too, he died. Methuselah and his brethren, all, all the sons of Enoch, made haste and erected an altar at the place called Akuzan, Akuzan, where uh, whence and where Enoch had been taken up to heaven, and they took sacrificial oxen and summoned all the people and sacrificed the sacrifices before the Lord's face, and all the people the elders of the people and the whole assembly came to the feast and brought gifts to the sons of Enoch. And they made a great feast rejoicing, making merry three days, praising God who had given them such a sign through Enoch who had found favor with him and that they should hand it on to their sons from generation to generation, from age to age. Okay, now we are going to be moving into uh, well, before I do that, let me just check something because we stopped at uh, 68 and I do know that he not goes a little further than this. Um, and so, I'm going to pull out my Enoch book here. Okay. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> I stand corrected. So I have the same thing 
in my uh, my other book, the Enoch. Okay, so that is the closing of the secret of the book of Enoch. Okay, now there is, I'm sure, more somewhere which we will cover when we get that information. But right now, this is what we have. So we're going to move now into the Psalms of Solomon. Okay. Uh, hmm. This is a collection of 18 war psalms, a gifted of the ancient Semlik writer. Okay, uh, let me just go through this real quick. Okay, all right. So, um, without further ado, the Psalms of Solomon. They became insolent in their prosperity. Huh. Okay. Uh, hmm. Let me hold off on the Psalms of Solomon. Because I don't want to jump ahead of myself here. Okay. So we're going to stop here. Because I want to return back to the original scriptures of the Bible. I want to keep this in formation. Because I want us to get a better understanding of the Bible. By utilizing other uh, texts. So, let's go back to the Bible. Now that we have read about Enoch and what transcended with Enoch and Cain and his family. Okay. So, we are now back into chapter 6 in the Bible of Genesis chapter 6. And it says, Now it came to pass when man began to multiply on the face of the earth and the daughters were born to them, that the Son of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is Indeed, flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants on the earth in those days and also afterwards when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who, who were of old men of renown. Now remember, we read about this in the Lost Books of the Bible. And um, these uh, angels that visited upon the earth and took wives, um, they were punished. They were uh, put into uh, hell. Uh, and hell is waiting for them. Okay. Um, the Lord's very upset with them for what they did because they brought things to the earth that he uh, did not want here. Murder and thieving and lying and, you know, all kinds of different things that weren't supposed to be here. Okay, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was 
evil continually. Now, I remember when we were reading the lost books of the Bible, he told you about how Satan and his his uh, angels um, introduced different things to the people. Uh, he introduced music. See, it's why there's cautionary about music, what music brings, what you're listening to. Okay, he also introduced um Making colors, dyeing colors, making the clothes uh, colorful. That's how he drew the children down off the mountain because they saw these beautiful clothes and beautiful music. Okay, all tools of the adversary. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. Your creator is sorry that he made you. Wow. That's detrimental. You don't want that. This particular generation during this time the Lord had had enough of what he saw. And people, we are edging to that today. We're edging to it, edging to it, because you have people out here, they're so, uh, they are so caught up in the world, uh, in the things of the world. And the things of the world are not the things of God, because remember, he threw the adversary down to the earth. And he claimed that as his kingdom. And his whole uh, agenda is to kill off God's creations. I mean, he doesn't care about us. He didn't, he didn't care in the beginning. That's what uh, the fight up in heaven was about. Uh, that was part of it. You know, he was upset that the Lord had created us and loved us more than uh, than he felt like he should. OK. And uh, he decided he's going to take the kingdom for himself, make changes. OK. All right. Let's move on. Uh, verse eight. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And this is genealogy of Noah. Noah was just was a just man, perfect in his generation, nor walked with God. Now we know this because uh, his ancestors predicted. In fact, um, his grandfather told him he was going to be the one who was going to lead lead uh, the future generation uh, out of the. Uh, waters, and when he left, he was to take the bones of Adam, right, and put them in the ground along with the myrrh and the gold and the uh, incense that he had been given to by God. Okay, and at the very spot where Christ Jesus, okay, is to be crucified. Mm, nobody caught that. Okay, and we were listening, we were reading that in the lost books of the Bible. Interesting. So the Lord was already preparing the way for what was to come. 
Um, all right, let's get back to uh, nine. This is the genealogy of Noah. And Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jasper. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all the flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. It's wider. It's width five cubits, and its height thirty cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it to a cubit from above, and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks, three decks, and behold, I myself am bringing the flood of waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. And everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you and you shall go into the ark. You, your sons, your wife and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Now, they don't mention in the lost books of the Bible um, women being with Noah. In fact, when, uh, when Enoch, See, when Enoch left, there was only three, according to the scriptures, only three men left there. Um, so, but that doesn't mean really much because um, women weren't spoken of, or should I say counted. Uh, just like um, in the scriptures, you don't hear much about uh the daughters of Adam and Eve, except that they were, and you don't hear it in the Bible. It's not you look it up and look into the lost books of the Bible and uh, some other places. You'll see that he had daughters. So it, women aren't mentioned often uh, in several places. So that's not strange. Okay, let's move on. All right, 19. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. And they shall be male and female. So it's always male and female. Okay, and this is because of re reproduction. You have to have a female to reproduce. That's the balance of nature. Of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing 
of the earth after its kind, two of every kind, which come to you to keep them alive. Okay? Which come to you to keep them alive. So the ones who came to him are the ones who are in the ark. He didn't go out and get them. They came to him. The Lord selected and sent them. Everyone got that? (laughs) The animals came to him. And you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Okay. Then the Lord, this is chapter 7. Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. Of course, he was part of, of those that was on the mountain that continued to follow the Lord's uh, commands. You shall take with you seven, each of every clean animal, a male and a female, two each of animals that are unclean, a male and a female. Also, seven each of birds of the air, male and female, to keep the species alive on the face of the earth. Okay? People... We have to understand the rulings of command of the Lord concerning this matter. It can't get any plainer. A male and a female is what continues to produce humans on the earth. Okay? Not a male and a male and not a woman not not a female and a female, because they can, cannot produce. Okay? Let's say hypothetically that uh, man, because he's getting to the point where he's creating AIs, okay? Man creates, uh, uh, creates a male uh, species and another male species. <laughs> That's not human. In order for a human to be created and born, it has to be a male and a female. And he has said it many times. Anything that's created by him is male and female for the purpose of regenerating the next generation. Okay? So let's get that understanding. Uh, Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was on the earth. So Noah with his sons, his wife and his son's wife, went to the ark because of the waters of the flood. 
of un uh, of clean beasts of beasts that are unclean of birds and of everything that creepeth on the earth. Two by two they were into the ark Noah, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. Now, notice uh, Noah followed God's commands to the T. Now, if you remember when we were reading about Noah in the lost books of the Bible, his people followed the Lord's commandments to a T. just want to go back over something really quickly. Okay. As this is the end of the uh, Forgotten Books of, of um, Eden. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it talks about Enoch. <clears throat> okay. Uh, <clears throat> Enoch said also to them, watch over your souls and hold fast by your fear of God and by your service of him and worship him in upright faith and serve him in righteousness, innocence and judgment and in repentance and also in purity. Enoch ended his demand to them and God transported him from the mountain to the land of life to to the mansion of the righteous and of chosen abode in the paradise of joy and light that reaches up to heaven, light that is outside the light of this world, for it is light of God that fills the whole world, but which no place can control. Thus, because Enoch was in the light of God, he found himself out of the reach of death until God would have him die. Now it says, all together, not one of our fathers or their children remain on the holy mountain except those three, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah. For all the rest went down from the mountain and fell into sin with the children of Cain. Therefore were they forbidden that mountain and none remained on it but those three men. That's what it says, those three men. So you have to say, where did the wives come in at? Now, there's a mysterious question because as they leave off here, they're saying it was only these three men left on the mountain. Everybody else had gone down to the valley below, okay, where they were told not to go. All right, but now we passed that and we have come into 
uh, Noah and his family on the ark. So somewhere, and <clears throat> if anyone knows of any information concerning that, <clears throat> please give me a, a hookup. <clears throat> send, send me in a, a, a text message to my email, which I'll give at the end. And uh, let me know, because we would like to know uh, what happened in that little time frame there between uh, when they were at the mountain and when Noah was called to create this ship and to um, leave. <clears throat> now, he, he left, according to the scriptures <clears throat> in the lost books of the Bible, the commandment was to take Adam's bones with him. Okay, so <clears throat> let's just see if that's even mentioned in here. I don't recall it being, but let's look and see anyway. In the 600 years of Noah's life, this is verse 11. In the second month, the 17th day of the month, on that day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. On the very same day, Noah's, Noah and Noah's son, Shem, Ham, and Jasper, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his son with them entered the ark. They and every beast after its kind, all cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort. And they went into the ark to Noah, two by two, of all flesh in which is the breath of life. So those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut in, shut him in. Now the flood was on the earth forty days, and the waters increased and lifted up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and greatly increased on the earth, and the ark moved about on the surface of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly on the earth, and all the high hills under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed 15 cubic upwards, and the mountains were covered. Okay, so if they prevailed 15 cubits upwards and the mountains were covered and he's on the mountain and created the boat. Okay, everybody see where I'm going with this, right? The people that were down in the valley below were already gone. They had drowned. And by the time the boat waters got up to the mountain where uh, Noah and his family was... Okay, uh, it was a matter of the boat just lifting off in the water and sailing on. Okay, um, let's go to 21. And all flesh died that moved on the earth, birds and cattle and beasts and every creeping thing that crept on the earth and every man. 
all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life, all that was on the dry land died. So he destroyed all living things which were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping thing and bird of the air. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. And the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. 150 days to prevail on the earth. Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth. And the waters subsided. Okay, now Enoch tells you about the winds as he was taken up to heaven. He tells you how the winds were created. So the Lord sent one of the winds that he created, okay, to pass over the waters to subside. The foundation of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped. And the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters receded continually from the earth. At the time of the 150 days, the waters decreased. Then the ark rested in the seventh month and the 17th day of the month on the mountain of Arat. And the waters decreased continually until the 10th month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. So it came to pass at the end of the forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Then he sent out a raven which kept going to and from until the waters had dried up from the earth. He also sent out from himself a dove to see if the water had abated from the face of the ground. But the dove found no resting place for the soles of her foot, and she returned to the ark to him, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and drew her into the ark to, him, to himself. And he waited yet another seven days, and again he sent the dove out from the ark. Then the dove came to him. Excuse me. Okay. Then the dove came to him in the evening and behold a fresh plucked olive leaf was in her mouth and De and noah knew that the waters had abated from the earth so he waited yet another seven days and sent out the dove which did not return again to him any more and it came to pass in the six hundred and first year in the first month the first day of the month that the waters were dried up from the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and indeed the surface of the ground was dry. Now, mind you, 
where did he where did he end up at on the Mount Arat? So he went from one mountain to another mountain. Okay, he didn't he wasn't below ground, he was still above ground. He was way up in the mountains. Take note of that. Okay. Um then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, you and your wife, and your sons and your sons' wives with you, and bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and cattle and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, every bird, and whatever creepeth on the earth, according to their families, went out of the ark. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and took of every clean animal, and of every clean bird, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Okay? Let's read that again. He says, For man's sake, although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains seed time and harvest. Are we seed time and harvest? Yes. Cold and heat. Absolutely. And winter and summer, still, yes. And day and night shall not cease. Okay? So the Lord has kept his word about all those things. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said, I'm going to uh, stop here just for a second. This is chapter 9. I want to go back over something that I just saw. It is a conception an artist's conception uh, of Noah's Ark, excuse me. The Ark was a vessel built by Noah to save himself and his family animals from the flood sent by God. The Ark was about 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 40 feet high, 45 feet high, with three decks. Uh, scholars have concluded that a vessel of this size would hold more than 43,000 tons. Uh, after almost a year on the water, the ark came to rest on Mount Arat in what is now Turkey. Okay. Uh, numerous attempts across the century to find the remains of the vessel have been futile. Shifting glaciers, avalanches, hidden crevices, and uh, sudden storms make mountain climbing in the area extremely dangerous. 
The ark reveals both the judgment and mercy of God. His righteous judgment is seen in the destruction of the wicked, but his mercy and care are demonstrated in his preservation of Noah and through him of the human race. The ark is a striking illustration of Christ who preserves us from the flood of divine judgment through his grace. From the ancient world, there are several other flood stories that are remarkably similar to the biblical account in many details. In the most famous of these, Genipity and Babylon, Noah constructed a boat which was 180 feet long, 100 180 feet wide, 180 feet high, hardly a seaworthy design. In stock contrast to these stories, the book of Genesis presents a holy and righteous God who sends the flood and judgment against sin and yet mercifully saves Noah and his family because of their righteousness. Uh, in the New Testament, Jesus spoke of the flood and Noah and the ark comparing the days of Noah with the time of the coming of man, uh, the coming of the son of man. Um, and then they go on to give you the uh, references. Uh, we also know that uh, the his relatives also, his dead relatives, uh, also um, acknowledge Noah and the ark and the whole flood situation as the coming of Christ. So here it is here in the Holy Scriptures as well as in the lost books of the Bible that it's mentioned several different times by different people. Okay? Um, okay, now we're going to move on into chapter 9. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth and on every bird of the air and on all that move on the earth and on all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hands. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I have given you all things, even as the green herbs. But you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. Now, let's, let's get an understanding of what he's saying here, okay? And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth and on every bird of the air and on all the move, all that moves on the earth and on the fish of the sea. And they are given into your hands. So everything in the earth is given to man. Okay. Uh, every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. Every living thing, every living thing that lives shall be food for you. So that wipes out the assumption that man could not eat meat. Man can eat meat. Okay, it says every living thing that every every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. 
I have given you all things, even as the green herbs. Now he stipulates, but you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is its blood. So people who are out here eating raw or rare meats, nah, no, 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 no. That's against what he's told you to do. That's his covenant. You're not to eat blood. If your meat is wishing out blood, no. You're supposed to go through the cleaning of that blood out of the meat as much as you can. And if you look at the <clears throat> at the cleaning methods of the Hebrews, you will see soaking in salt solution. Even if you don't have salt, you soak it in water. Just let it sit in water. And then change your water out. It pulls the blood out of the meat. Okay? Surely, for your life's blood, I will demand a reckoning. For the hand of every beast, I will require it. And for the hand of man, from the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. So, surely... For your life blood, I will demand a reckoning. So if you're killing things for the sake of killing things, notice what he said. Surely you, you, your life blood, I will demand a reckoning. For the hand of every beast, I will require it. So when you kill a beast, it's required from you. Mm, right? It better be for you for eating and nothing else. And for the hand of man, from the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. That includes you go out here and kill a person. Mm -mm. Thou shall not kill. <clears throat> it will be required from you. Whosoever sheds man's blood, by man, his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God, he made man. So you out here killing man, you out here killing God. That's what he's basically saying. And as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Again, we go back to the beginning concepts. Man and woman. Man and woman create another human being. He says it many times. And as for you, be fruitful and multiply. That can't get any plainer. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. Not take away from it, multiply in it. Then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, and as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you. And with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you, of all that go out of the ark, every beast of the earth. Thus, I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of flood. Not, never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. 
And God said, This is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. So, have you ever noticed when it rains? Have you ever seen the rainbow? Especially when it rains a lot, like it's never going to stop. You're like, uh, when is this rain going to lit up? And then the rain will lit up and you'll see a rainbow. I've seen this a couple of times. So the Lord is still letting us know, I will not flood the earth again. The rainbow shall be in a cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Okay? Okay, now... We're going to move on to uh, the sons of Noah. Now, the sons of Noah who went out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Jaspeth. And and Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah. And from these, the whole earth was populated. And Noah began to be a farmer. And he planted a vineyard. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his brothers outside. But Shem and Jasper took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and went backwards and covered the nakedness of his father. Their faces were turned away and they did not see their father's nakedness. So Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done to him. So you see, Noah still has, even though he has moved from one mountain to another mountain, the glory of the Lord is still on him. The knowledge and wisdom is still in him. And he knew, even if, even though he was in a drunken state, you know, when people are in a drunken state, they're sleepy, they're woozy, they don't remember much after they wake up, but Noah knew everything. That says a lot about him. The uh, curse of Canaan. Then he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants. He shall be to his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge in Jaspeth, and may he dwell in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. 
And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. So all the days of Noah were 950 years. And he died. Okay? All right, everyone, we're going to stop here. And we'll pick up tomorrow in Genesis chapter 10. Um, for those of you who want to write in, uh, if you have uh, some questions or you want to answer the question about what happened between uh, the time they were on the other mountain, the holy mountain, to when they arrived uh, or when they got into the ship um, at the holy mountain, where the wives came from. Because as we read in the lost books of the Bible, there only three men were there. So where did the wives come from? Okay. All right, everyone. Um, this is Mr. McMillan. My email is uh, lmcmill. Um, sorry. <laughs> My email is mcmillan75 <laughs> at gmail.com. I'm sorry about that. I have another podcast and I was just thinking about that. Um, okay, again, it's McMillions, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-O-N-S, 75 at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave your answer or your questions there, or you can write into anchor.fm, right, slash Linda, L-I-N-D-A, dash McMillan 9. Okay? All right, everyone. <clears throat> I appreciate you turning in. And don't forget... Uh, we do have two numbers below for donations and uh, sponsorships. Uh, please feel free uh, to do either. We thank you again for tuning in today. And please join us tomorrow. Good night.